0: Here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. Do you ever look around and wonder why you aren't living the life of your dreams? Why you are unfulfilled and unhappy? Every person has a personal vibration that changes every single moment. This personal vibration signals to the universe who you are and what you truly desire today's special guest mike murphy best-selling author speaker coach and consultant is committed to helping people around the world manifest their deepest dreams he is the creator of the creation frequency the sweet spot of ultimate synchronicity where we are in tune with life This practice teaches you how to raise your personal vibration to that perfect pitch where your intentions and desires resonate with the intentions and desires of the universe. Um, Mike is most passionate about helping people learn how to move from scarcity to abundance through a unique methodology. And um, today we're going to talk about that. So welcome to the show, Mike.
1: Thank you, Randy. Glad to be here.
0: Yes, I'm glad to have you. I, I first, you know, before we start talking about um, the creation frequency, I do want to mention um, your new book called Living in Color, A Love Story in Sickness and in Health. And <clears throat> this is a memoir, but it is so uh, deeply moving and so well written that uh, it's about... Um, a woman that Mike was married to, who and and the story about how she went through cancer and all the ups and downs of it, but it is just so beautifully written that I couldn't put it down. So, um, so, so thank you, Mike, for writing that. That's just a, I definitely recommend this book.
1: Thank um, you. And let me let me just add one thing because in your intro, I really like a fine. <laughs> it ties into your name, of course, but a fine uh-huh. time for healing. And in the book, Living in Color. You know, Margot never healed from the breast cancer, but the healing that took place in her life, in her heart, and in her mind, and in her soul, will forever transform that soul into another frequency, a higher frequency, and, and the effect it had on me. So I encourage people to read that book if if they're interested in a deep healing uh, that they probably don't even realize they need. They might, they might get it through osmosis and reading about her life and her story.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, yes. I mean... Um... I have a guest – well, actually, I have two guests every week, and um, most of them have a book. And most of the time I scan through the book, you know, just to try to find the, the interesting areas. But I started right. reading Living in Color, and I couldn't put it down. I read it in two days. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, it is, it's, it is very transforming. Okay. So the creation frequency, um, how would you describe that?
1: Well, you know, I describe it a number of different ways, but lately I've been calling it the secret beyond the secret, you know, because... You know, the, the law of attraction and manifestation, I mean, I, I, I've read books that were written in the 20s, you know, and it's, it's in the Bible. I mean, this is everything that comes into your physical reality starts with a desire in the heart and then a plan that's created in the mind. And so everything is in the unseen world before it comes into your physical existence. And, and if people would realize everybody's using the law of attraction and manifestation and, and the power of intention and everything in their life because they've created everything in their life using these powers. They're just not conscious of it, and they're not aware of the power. And what the mystery man taught me way back in 1982 is when I was first exposed to this work is to combine it One, two, two main things. One is – there's no difference between imagination and reality. Whatever you can imagine, you can create it. And so, what he taught me is to write my intentions as if they already exist, because they already they already do in the unseen world. We just need to bring them into the seen world. <clears throat> number one. Number two. Then, using the power of putting yourself in a self-agnotic trance through a through a, just a quiet, silent meditation, using the power of theta brainwave music to to get that to get that brain into the theta brainwaves, where we can pierce the conscious mind and get into the the subconscious mind because that's where the real work and the real transformation needs to take place to have effect on our conscious mind because we're living 95% of our life in the subconscious and when we realize that other people have programmed that program that subconscious mind to to give them what they want not what we want then we can go in there and we can change it and then yeah. we can really start to make <clears throat> an impact in our life you are so right
0: you are so right I mean um when I work with, with my clients who have suffered narcissistic abuse, it, it, a huge part of it is getting in there and reprogramming um, what's already been put yeah. in there, but you have to be aware that it's there. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, you say at, at the lowest time in your life when you were falling apart, um, you, were, you were suffering from addiction to alcohol and drugs, you were shown... By an individual who you call mystery man, you just um actually mentioned the mystery man, you say a simple yet powerful method for manifesting. Okay. Um, is the mystery man a human? Or was the mystery man a spirit?
1: Yeah, so it's so interesting. I was sitting in a 12-step meeting, and a friend of mine said, your life is a total mess, but I might know someone that can help you. And his name is Doug Fitzgerald. When I wrote my first book, Love Unfiltered, in 2014, I couldn't recall his name. It had been so long. (laughs) And so when I wrote The Creation Frequency four years later, I I, I knew I had to find out who he was and what he was. And and he was a real man. He was a recovering alcoholic. And he was into the Silva mind control uh, stuff. And the Theta Brainwave music and all that stuff, I think he – Somehow he incorporated that on his own. And, you know, he charged me $50 a week, which was like $5,000 a week today. And and I just, you know, I was so desperate. I just followed his simple directions for the first time in my life. I, I just was so desperate. I followed simple directions. And all these amazing things, transformations happened in my life, true miracles. And so, you know, I, I, this, w- this will work for anybody, but, but you have to be willing to do a little bit of work. Right. So
0: you – own car dealerships and um and that's you know that's been your major um yeah well that's that's your occupation or whatever, that's your business. Yeah. And right. so at what point like the addiction and all of that, did that happen after Margot, before Margot? Uh, was this a result of what you went through with with your you yeah, know, with so Margot?
1: No, it was um really well I grew up in alcohol call. You know, I read your memoir today. Uh, it was very uh, a page turner as well. I encourage people to get it, read it. It's a very powerful book. Uh, your story is very powerful. And so, you know, you grow up in, a, in an abusive home. You know, you're going to do whatever you got to do to survive. I, I was fortunate. I was the oldest of five. And you know, at 14, I just knew something was wrong, and I, I left. I re- became a habitual runaway juvenile delinquent. I was narcissistic myself, if you will, and very self-centered and selfish. And living my life for myself, and then you know, at age after I I married Lisa, my first wife at 21, we had a baby at 23, and I abandoned them two months when that child was two months old. I just couldn't. I, I one day I was living with her, her her parents, and her five younger siblings, and and my child. And I looked in the mirror and I go, dude, you are a total loser, and which really didn't bother me that much, but. What humiliated me is the fact everybody in that house knew I was a total loser. So it was out of that humiliation, shame, that I just walked out. I left. And so, you know, I went and party for a week and then I called up and said, Okay, I'm ready to come home and unlike my parents, she didn't she didn't take me back. So so we got divorced. And and so it was in this point that, you know, I was in a twelve step program, I was trying to find my way, but I just couldn't stay straight. I couldn't get it, right? and And so uh, I reached a point about a few years later where i just couldn 't stand myself anymore, and I checked myself into a one week rehab and um, and in that day i for, I went sixteen years i didn 't touch a, a cigarette, a drug and alcohol, coffee, nothing for sixteen years and It was in those sixteen years that and, and using the work of what the mystery man taught me that I was able to create just a, a wonderful, beautiful life and then Margot happened, and that was a whole other a whole nother incident of taking me deeper into myself.
0: Yes. It's amazing how, um, you know, your life had so many sections that, you know, of of different things that brought you to where you are. And I think that's really how life is. Um, If we, if we look at at where we are today and think that this is where we're going to be forever, um, then we're fooling ourselves (laughs) because life does life (laughs) twists and turns and we just don't know.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting, people people hate change, okay, but that's the only constant in our life, we're changing every second of every minute of every hour of every day, so once we embrace that, okay, and we get excited about that, you know, change can be good and change can be difficult, but that doesn't matter, it's just, it's the constant, so we got to learn to live within that constant of change, because everything is always changing. Yes, oh my gosh. Don't I know that
0: (laughs) but every you know, I think everybody does that if they reflect so Okay, so the creation frequency Um, You say that the solution to our problems can't be achieved until all three of the following factors are addressed Digging deep getting specific and practical and connecting to purpose Would you like to elaborate on those three things?
1: Well, yeah, and I think the most is our purpose You know, and and once again, you know, we we don't have to be right. (laughs) You know, we we can say, okay, today I believe my purpose is this, and this is what I'm going to act on. And so, therefore, now we have a purpose. Now we have a plan. Now we're doing something. We're moving forward. But it can change. My purpose has changed many times in my life, and that's okay. You know, something about us, we always want to be right, and we always want to be, you know, and we're afraid to fail. But, heck, Life is mostly failing, okay? You're going to fail more times than you're successful, but that's part of the process. That's part of the growth process. It's like when we're a child, we're learning to walk. How many times do we fall? I mean, that's just the way it is. And so when we accept that, then then we realize just go inside. And I always say to people, I say, listen, you know, the hardest journey you're ever going to take is only 18 inches long, Mm -hmm. and it's moving from the head to the heart. Because inside the heart, we can find our purpose. If something feels right, we know it. In the mind, we can get all confused. We have a million things going on there. And more importantly, it's so easy to brainwash the mind. It's so easy to use propaganda to get people to believe certain things that don't serve them. But in the heart, and then move a little further south into the gut, between the heart and the gut, if you can live there, you're going, to, you're going to make a lot better choices, and you're going to be a lot freer. And that's part of the digging deep part. You know, we have to dig deep into that to find out what our purpose is. And then once we do, then we have, then we have a, something that gets us out of, keeps us up late at night and gets us out of bed early in the morning. And we've got something that we're working towards. And I think that's vitally important, especially in today's world. You know, things are going crazy fast. And I believe that we all got to find a purpose. And I think the number one purpose for all of us right now is to get strong physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, to be able to um, handle whatever's coming down the road. And it's coming at as fast and furious.
0: Yes, um, we are at a, a pivotal point in evolution. We're right here. And, mm. um, yeah. you know, and yeah, there's going to be big changes. So people really do mm. have to dig deep and become aware and wake up. Um, so I like what you said about living between the heart and the gut, because that's absolutely true. When we, when we rely on our thoughts, we're going to be misled. Our thoughts are Mm not, I mean, unless we have worked on ourselves and we have placed the proper thoughts in there, um, unless we do that, we cannot trust what our head tells us, what our mind tells us. Yeah,
1: <laughs> And, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. Randy, you know, what, what we have to realize is that we have control over our thoughts, okay? We can, we can choose which ones stick around and which ones we discard right away, you know? And so if we, if we guard our mind and we guard our heart, you know, and, and stay true to ourselves, that's where our power is. And the problem with today's world, what, what do they want to make us? They want to make everybody a victim everybody's a victim of something. You went through your own kind of victimhood, right? And you could have chose being a victim or you could have chose taking your power back. And you eventually chose to take your power back and you overcame that victimhood. Because here, here's the truth. We are all victims or none of us are victims. So pick your poison. It doesn't really matter. But when you, when you act, when you live your life as a victim, you therefore no longer have your power. And so, you know, I deal with people that are dealing with cancer primarily and, and when you embrace that victimhood you're at the mercy of the guy with the white coat the stethoscope and all of his stuff and who says he was trained properly? who says that really works so i encourage people to really open your mind open your heart and look at every option that you have and, and use your mind to think critically think and then use your heart to trust your feelings and your gut as well and then find out what empowers you what feels good for you you know descartes said I think, therefore I am. And I say, no, 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 no. I feel, therefore I am. You know, it's <laughs> funny, you know, as, 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 as boys in this country, you know, they don't, they teach us not to feel, you know, you're weak, you know, don't feel. No, that I, when I started growing up, you know, at, at age 25 or whenever, you know, I didn't even know what feelings were, to be honest with you. I stuffed them. I didn't acknowledge them. I, I didn't even know what they were, but they were running me wildly crazy, you know? And so when you realize that, that, that we're in, we're empowered and we're in control and we're not the victim and, and, and turn off that stuff that comes out of that box in the living room you know and, and really start thinking for ourselves then we can take our power back and then we can create the life of our dreams
0: Wow, well, what what a powerful statement i mean that is just so true so true
1: and by the way let me add i'm susceptible as anybody else in the world to all the craziness that's going on right now. And so, you know, now is the time, you know, Eckhart Tolle in his book, The Power Now, he talked about, you know, we have our individual pain body and then there's the collective. Well, the same thing is going on right now. You could be doing everything perfectly right in your life right now, but you still wake up and you feel this heaviness. You feel this density. And that's the collective. Because the collective conscious, there's so much confusion out there. There's so much false narrative. There's so, much, so many lies and stuff that people are confused and people are lost, and people are hurting, and some people are just putting their hand deep their head deeper in the sand, and other people are going, "What the heck is going on and so therefore we're all kind of struggling in this new normal, if you will i
0: I agree, actually, I was there, you know, I was at that place because i work I work with an energy healer, and um yeah you know, and one of the things I said to her is, you know lately all i want to do is just leave here and go home <laughs> home, meaning, yeah, exactly. you know, home exactly. meaning you know home meaning yeah. you know and she's like you know she goes that is a feeling that is coming from the collective consciousness because
2: yep. Yep. we yep.
0: all want to go home at this point <laughs>
1: um
0: exactly. we we want off of this rock this planet you know it's yep. it's
1: just yep overwhelming but and and let me let me let me add that's all by design as well so so the powers to be whoever they are they're very wise and very smart so this is all by design and that's why we got to really move into our heart and trust our gut pay it we got to wake up and pay attention and more importantly there's so much suffering around us you know I really think that you know they got all the money, all the power, all the weapons. Okay, so I used to get angry and want to fight back. No, that's not going to work. The only chance I think humanity has right now is there's say eight billion of us, and four billion of us are less fortunate than the other four billion. So if each of us would just lift up someone less fortunate, and that could be in a myriad of different ways. It could be a smile, it could be financial, it could be giving them, helping them get a job, helping them, help babysit, whatever. It could be a million things, right? But if we would all lift up someone less fortunate ourselves, this consciousness would rise, the level of love would rise, and then this evil would dissipate. You know, it's never going to go away because we live in a system of duality. So you're always going to have it. The problem is it's just, you know, you, you have that yin-yang circle, right? And it's half white, half black. Well, you know, it's about 80% black right now. We just got to push it back and get the balance right because you're always going to have good good and evil, black and white. Well, that's, the, that's where we live in duality, right? But, but it's gotten out of balance. We got to put it back into balance. How do we do that? By helping one another.
0: You're right. You're right. People think that, um, what can one person do? Well, one person, yes, you know, exactly. I, I can't remember where I heard this, or maybe read it in a book of one of my guests, but it said, everything is, conne- is connected to everything. Yep. When, when, it, yep. when you kill an ant, when you kill a mosquito, yep. when you kill a fly, yep. that changes
1: everything.
0: <clears throat> because yep. excuse me because it's all and, amazing. and here's the
1: important thing you know cuz we all are connected there's one source of energy and and we're connected so therefore when you're suffering I'm suffering now, I might not equate that I might not realize that but that is the truth. But what do we do? What do humans do the most? We hurt one another. And reading your book this morning, one of your quotes is how, you know, humans are the only ones that hunt each other, right? You know, and so mm-hmm. so we really are out to hurt each other. And we'll take stupid little slights, or a lot of times it's the subconscious. You might say something to me, and I interpret it like my mother or father said it because it resonates in my subconscious. It has nothing to do with you. But I lash out at you because you were the trigger of the sub-unresolved issue in my subconscious I haven't dealt with, right? So therefore I hurt you. What I don't realize when I hurt you, I'm hurting myself, and we're hurting all of us. And that's, you know, if you look at the powers that be, they're masters at divide and conquer, black, white, straight, gay, Christian, Muslim, left, right, Republican, it goes on and on and on and on. But we are all united. And then when we can, if we could realize that there is no black and white, there is no gay, straight, there is no Christian, there's just humanity, and the highest frequency of humanity is love. And, and I think we need to take the word love and turn it into a verb, and therefore then we have the service mm-hmm. of helping one another. And then we can <clears throat> maybe put an end to this nonsense that's going on in the world today.
0: Right. Well, I think there is there is a, um, a movement of... Um, mm-hmm spiritual healers that is just really rising up now to help people and to pull us out of this. So I I see it happening. Uh, So you talk about the laws of the universe and um, the laws of attraction and the thing about the law, the law of attraction, I think it can confuse people because there are ways that we have to manifest, but it's not like you just say, you know, okay, um, I want, You know, a BMW, and I'm going to manifest that. That's not what the power of attraction, the the laws of attraction are. And the laws of attraction don't work unless you work, right?
1: Exactly. You have to take action. That's why I love the work of Tony Robbins, because he's always talking about you have to take action. But here's the truth. Okay, so let's say I want to manifest love in my life, okay? Then I just got to raise my the love in my heart, the love, in, you know, we're made up of 50 trillion living conscious cells. They're all vibrating at a certain frequency because they they feel everything we feel, they hear everything we think and say. So what we got to really watch is what we think and what we say and what we, how we feel, and then we start vibrating. It's all energy. The, the body is an electrical system. The universe is electrical system. It's all energy. So when we can get that electrical energy vibrating at a very high frequency love, compassion, joy being the highest then we are going to attract you have to attract that There's no other thing you can attract when you're vibrating that frequency. The problem is we try it for a, I, I tried that I tried that it didn't work. Oh, I, I tried it for three days okay and more importantly, I, I never dealt with any of my subconscious crap that's still vibrating at a very low frequency of shame, guilt, regret, whatever. okay so we have to get in there and do that work. That's the work that needs to be done, and we need to clear that up. And now the entire system—the left brain, the right brain, the heart—the the, everything—is vibrating at the same frequency in coherence. And now you cannot attract what you're vibrating at; it's it's impossible. You're you're so right.
0: Thank you for explaining that. Um, you know, I think that's really important to know when you know in, in terms of the law of attraction and. Yeah. Um, so we talked about the law of oneness and the law of vibration. What is the law of correspondence?
1: Well, there's a, there's a lot of ways to look at that, right? So, I mean, in reality, we're corresponding right now, you know. And so what level are we corresponding on? And so that that's the thing. There's so many, you know. We, we live right now, you and me are living in the, the frequency of light, which is 1% of all frequencies. So there's a million other things going on. And then if you study quantum physics, you study so, – so here I am, a human being. Then you break it down into cells and then molecules and, eventually into, and then eventually into subparticle atomic material. But the truth is it's 99% space. So what is corresponding in that 99% space? What other frequencies are going through that? If I'm 99% space, you know, this, this cellular phone that I'm talking on right now is going straight through me. All the radio, all the people listening to radio around me, all the television, all that's going right through me. So what is that doing to, to my coherence of my body, right? That's what I think it's vitally important for today, and that's what I'm going to start doing a lot more of, is we got to get out in nature. we got to find that stillness. we got to find our creator. And more importantly, then we need to communicate with that creator, which people call prayer or contemplation. And we not we need to get back into balance. We need to get back into you know vibrating with Mother Earth, soups the frequency that she vibrates at. We we need to really get everything corresponding in unity for our for our greater good, so we can become the best version of ourselves and create the best life that we were intended to create while we're here. Mm. <sighs>
0: You know, this is a message that is, it's so powerful and, you know, and, and I keep hearing this. I mean, I, this is what I do, but I I keep hearing this, Um, getting back in touch with, you know, getting out in nature, getting, you know, really just kind of connecting with who we are. It's so important and it is a way that we can ground ourselves. Um, You know, we hear a lot about living in the moment, but really that's really what it's about is is be connecting with the stillness of everything around you yeah. listening hearing feeling things that you've never noticed before and that brings you yeah. to the to the now
1: yeah. um you know we, we we're losing our way with all this electronic stuff and all this social media stuff and all this thing we we need to get back we need to go back in time to when life was simpler we were simpler you know you talk about narcissism right i mean everybody's got, everybody's got everybody's can write a book today everybody can have a podcast everybody gets their 15 minutes but but what are we doing as far as our soul what are we doing about feeding our soul and you're only going to mm-hmm. feed your soul out there in nature with your creator the creator of the soul all this other stuff is just a distraction that's taking a, taking us further and further away from our soul and and that's what we need to get back to
0: Yes. Oh, you're so right. Um, the law, oh, let's talk about karma, the law of call, mm. cause and effect. <laughs> um, yeah. Every action creates a reaction. So yeah. straighten that out for, for, for people. I mean, I've looked into this and I understand what karma is, but I think a lot of people think it's like such a direct cause and effect. You do this, I do this, you, you know, but it, it, yeah. there's more to it. So explain that to us.
1: Well, you know, karma is an interesting subject, and there's a bunch of different philosophies on it. But cause and effect is pretty right there in your face, right? If if, if I if I treat you poorly, okay, there's going to be an effect, and 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 that's what we don't think about. We don't think about the long term cause and effect of our actions. We just here's what here's how most people live, and I know this because I live most of my life like this. Is is you know, we could be driving down the road, we hear a we hear a song. That creates a, a memory of a, a, a emotion of a bad a thought of a bad memory a bad relationship which creates a bad thought that bad thought then releases chemicals into our body which creates a bad emotion so what nobody wants to feel bad so what do we do well, we want to get rid of that, that state, that bad state, right? So we might drink, we might use promiscuity, we might gamble, we might do a lot of things to get out of that state, or we might lash out at other people to get it off of us, make them feel bad so we no longer feel bad. We, we, we're we not, we're not going to have that feeling. We're going to have a different feeling, right? But But when you start living from your heart and you realize that you're in control of those thoughts and that they can't trigger you anymore – then then you can find a deeper peace and, and that's the thing that I think we need to get to. Now karma, you know oh boy. You know, so I've been <laughs> you know, I've been doing a lot of lot of internal work myself lately, right? And then you, you, you open up this thing into past life's karma, you know, which is very subjective. And you know, and so I, I I don't tend to speak about that a lot, but I encourage people to to be open to anything and everything. You never know what will what will uncover for you something powerful that's going to bring healing into your, to your heart and to your soul, right? So don't, don't close your mind on those things. Just be open to it. But for me, for example, I'll say that's very subjective. And, you know, is there something there? I don't know. Could there be? Yes. Can I prove it? No. So, therefore, I just let it be as a part of my life and see how it affects me. Um, but I think cause and effect is much more important than karma, although I will say this, when, especially when it comes to giving, you know, I, I, was, I was taught by mo- my mother to give a lot. And so I've always been blessed, I feel, is because I give. And, but I give with a very pure heart. I don't give because I'm going to get something, and I don't give because of an obligation. I give because I have a big heart and I care about people. But I cannot overstress how much I have been blessed financially and beautiful relationships and a great life. And I really feel that most of those blessings are a result of my open heart and my, and my ability to give to others.
0: No doubt. There's no doubt. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's
1: exactly yeah. right. It's a spiritual law. For me, you know, you know, if if I, if I have something heavy in my hand, like I'm dropping a book right now, okay, that's called gravity. Okay, so they they call that the law of gravity. Well, I really believe there is a spiritual law, the law of reciprocity, the law of giving, and I and you can't outgive God. So I I wish people would understand this more because it, and you, it doesn't mean you have to give money. You give your time, you give your energy, you give your love, you give your smile, you give your compassion, and you will be blessed beyond your wildest dreams. That that I yes. can almost guarantee. At least it's, it's proven to be true in my life.
0: You know, what I find is that um, when I work with people, and actually this happened with myself, but when we decide to relinquish control and just just ride the waves of life, because there's a natural flow to life that we don't want to block, when we do that, we are almost instantly rewarded. The universe basically says, okay, you got it, great, here, here's a reward to prove it. Uh, I find yeah. that that happens so often.
1: Yes. And, and here's, here's what's interesting because, you, know, um, you know, in the past I used to work a lot with men. And what's men's biggest challenge? Giving up control. You know, and I'll probably get this name right, wrong, but I think his name was Michael Singer, and he wrote a book, The Surrender Experiment. And this guy just wanted to go into the woods in Florida and meditate, and he ends up becoming a billionaire because he, he just said yes to whatever showed up in his life. He didn't have an agenda. He just wanted to be free and he surrendered. So I liken it to, you know, I'm out in the woods and there's a lazy river. Just jump in and let it go. Take let it take it, take you where it goes. That's so for me, life is that river. And then I jump in and I let it take me where it goes and and try to say yes a lot more than I say no Mm. to life.
0: Yes, I agree. Oh, that's such a great way to live your life. So wonderful.
1: Um, But it drives my wife crazy because we're, we're on a plane (laughs) and she goes, she goes, where, where are we staying when we land? I don't know. I haven't booked it yet. So, so you have have to be a little (laughs) careful with that, but that's, that's how literal I am with that. Really? You You are. You don't
0: even plan. You don't even plan.
1: Wow. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's, that's hard on a marriage. Okay. I get, I get that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about Margo because Margot is, um, you know, you were married when you met Margot, and there was such an intense uh, pull between the two of you that, you know, it just you overcame everything in order to be together, and she was a really special person. So tell us, tell us about who she was, like what you, what you discovered in her.
1: Well, one. I've never met someone that wanted love to be the focal point of her life and to be everything about her life, and and as a result of that, everybody that came in contact with her fell in love with her. You know, even if they weren't supposed to. Like my oldest daughter, for example, said, you know, I was programmed to hate this person, and within ten minutes, I fell in love with her. She had that. She had that ability of. She was so transparent, um, so sincere, and so real um, that. It was so attractive, you know, and, and, and also, you know, a smile that would light up a room and an energy and an essence that would light up a room when she walked into it. When I gave her a eulogy, I said, you know, um, Margo, she was lucky. She, she was like, she could get away with one, one name, you know, she had one name, Margo, you know, very con- uncommon, kind of like <laughs> Tiger, Oprah, Beyonce, right? And I said, well, right. Beyonce singing, dance, Oprah, talk show, Tiger, Margo was about love. Her life, resonated about love, and, and, and so that was the greatest gift she gave. She would, she would, she would re- refuse to uh, make, she, she would not let go of my heart until it was open and, and loving, and she'd always say to me, if she said it once, she said a hundred times, Mike, you've got to learn to be vulnerable, you got and I didn't know what she was talking about, you know, and it was when she died, I, I really understood what vulnerability meant. You know, and 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 that was the greatest gift that she taught me was about love and and how you you just don't give up on it. it that is the focus of our life, and and there's such a beauty of um, when you can live a life like that. It's it's so incredibly, it's just so much deeper and so much richer. And that's why you know I didn't like the name of the book "Living in Color" in, until we we were finished. Writing it and I read it and I go it's that's got to be the name because that's what she was about her and living in color for her was living in love you know in everything from from spending hours in the backyard dealing with hummingbirds, you know, and, and and downloading, you know, YouTube sounds of hummingbirds to attract them. I mean just everything about her was love.
0: Yes, she she sounds like she was an amazing person. You know what? What strikes me is, um, you know, and I'm always thinking about my listeners and I'm always thinking about, you know, a lot of people who uh, listen to my show are survivors of abuse. And in these relationships, they gave all their love only to find out that it was not it it was not reciprocated. So. I don't want to send the message that we just love, 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 because there's, no. there, are, there are many situations in which we have to be discerning. So how do, yep. you, how, how do you separate that? How do you tell people to be so loving and yet to be so discerning and discriminating?
1: Well, you have to be true to yourself, right? And, you know, the concept of tough love. And believe me, you know, um, you know, it, when you read the book, I mean, it wasn't all you know roses and chocolates, right? I mean, we really had some difficult challenges, and and you know, we fought like cats and dogs. You know, the the great teacher Carolyn Mace, you know, is talking about soulmates. She says, you know, a soulmate is not necessarily your deepest romantic partner. Your soulmate is the one that drives the stake through your heart and your soul the deepest, the one that gets you to grow. And so um, that, the entire 10 years that Margo and I had in body, <clears throat> 10 years since, uh, has all been about growth. You know, I, I saw how she grew right before my very eyes. You know, imagine being terminal and you wake up every day and you go through these horrendous medical procedures, fighting to live just another day. And, you, and every evening before you go to bed, you're preparing to take your last breath. It was that it was that dichotomy that really moved me to write this book because I saw this firsthand how this woman loved living so much she was willing to do anything to stay alive but at the same time she was mature enough and and evolved enough and deep enough to be preparing for that last breath so that when she, that last breath came she, there, uh, she was so prepared she was so full of love she was so ready that that, that transition was had to be remarkably smooth you know and, and peaceful and loving and healing, you know, the, the healing that took place in her past. You know, we're all going to die. We just don't know when. But are we ready? And, you know, and I say what this lesson taught me is get ready now. You know, like you mentioned earlier, you're ready. I'm ready, you know, but there's a reason that we're still here. So, therefore, let's figure out what that reason is. Let's stay true to that purpose. At the same time, hold it loosely. Be ready to exit this body because you never know when that's going to happen.
0: Mm, great advice he He talks about vulnerability what it what what does vulnerability mean to you?
1: oh my God, you know <laughs> did I open up Did I
0: open up like something well, that's gonna take three hours
1: <laughs> well I mean you know you and I had similar childhoods, right so what happens when you have a when you have a difficult childhood what happens? you start building walls around your heart, okay Wall after wall after wall. And some people wall it in with cement, and they can never break through. Can you imagine living your life like that? So vulnerability for me is taking down those walls. And just, you know, after she died, I was so vulnerable. In my book, Love Unfiltered, I, I wrote that I was so vulnerable, I was defenseless. And for the first time in my life, I didn't have any Any defenses, and my creator, who I called God, was able to go in, lay open my heart, and take out all the arrogance, the selfishness, the BS, and replace it with love. And that was the beginning of the filling that hole, that big, wide hole of pain and despair and grief. Um, started to fill with love, and and so it, w- whenever you have a great loss, and we're all going to have them, right, so what do you fill that hole with? Some people fill it with love, and they grow, become better. Some people fill it with bitterness, and they, they live a bitter life, so, so my advice is, you know, Rumi said that, you know, grief can be the The garden of compassion if we go through it with an open heart so for the first time in my life i mean i didn't self-medicate i opened i went through it i felt i cried a hundred times a day but because of that vulnerability i was able to grow in ways i've never been able to grow before
0: thank you thank you Mm -hmm. that's a perfect example and i was going to actually ask you how how this all changed you but you just really said it (laughs) Yeah. so um you know i'm a very spiritual person, and i'm very um open to uh the unseen and and all that um have you been contacted by margot? just curious
1: oh my gosh, oh my gosh so 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 two weeks after she passed she she died in our bedroom uh surrounded by um our mother, our sister, and me. And so I walk into that bedroom two weeks later. It's about it's a little past dusk. It's it's almost completely dark. And I'm about 10 feet in the room, and I'm 10 feet past the light switch. So they say that when we first pass, because we're electrical beings, live in an electrical universe, we can affect things like lights and TVs and stuff like that. So all the lights in the bedroom go on. They're all floodlights. And so I feel her presence and I can hear her voice. And it's funny when that's happening, you know, you feel like it's just, you know, you and me are talking right now. I feel like it's coming through my ears, but it must be in my head, right? But it feels like it's audible in the whole room. And she says, and and she was a great salesperson. I, I'm a car dealer, so I test everybody at sales. And she got a 10 on a score. a <laughs> skill one to 10. She was the only 10 I'd ever seen up to that point. And so she says, you're not going to believe this. And she's laughing like she laughs. The same energy, the same feel, everything. And she goes, you're not going to believe this, but they've allowed me to stay here and be your guide for the rest of your life. And so <gasps> that was two weeks. After that. Oh, and so the things God. that have transferred. So then imagine, so. For, for, for about a year every time I drive my car I put my elbow on the center console and pretend like I'm holding her hand and talk to her. And so I go and see a medium about a year later and he says she wants you to know that she loves how you hold her hand and talk to her in the car. Well mm-hmm. nobody in the face of the world I did that and then three months later another friend of hers is having a reading, text me, Mike, I gotta talk to you I'm in Sedona I just have a, a reading and Margot says she loves how you now turn and look to her when you talk to her in the car, okay? Because after <laughs> that guy told me that, I start turning my head to the right. So, so, and I, I could go on and on and on and on. I mean, things uh-huh. that just, I don't even, hard for me to phantom, and, and I was there. So, yes, there, there's definitely... You know we're energy we're 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 not this body, okay, this body you know, I had a ten year old body now I got a sixty four year old body I mean, I'm not my body, I'm not my thoughts because those are insane. I mean, you'd have to commit me on my thoughts, so if I'm not my body, am I not my thoughts <laughs> who am I? I'm energy, I'm essence, I'm soul, you know, and that is timeless and eternal, and that that can never die. It was never created it's eternal. it's always been, always will be, and we're connected to the source of all which I choose to call God,
0: yeah. She's, um, how fortunate you are that she gets to be one of your guides. That's, um, that's well, really, but, but here's truly amazing. For,
1: for, for all of us, you know, and I, I know you lost your late husband. It wasn't, wasn't the greatest relationship in the world. But, but guess what? That, that energy still exists, and, and you can still talk to that person. You can still heal things that need to be healed, you know. And, and so, so that's for all of us. This is a beautiful message for all of us that even, even in bad, when we lose someone, you know, that didn't serve us, but it was still a teacher. You know, everything is either a teacher or a blessing, right? So so we can still communicate with these people and we can still continue to heal through these, whether it's in the seen world or in the unseen world.
0: <clears throat> you know, it's really interesting that you brought that up because um, while I was writing my memoir, um, he was around me quite a bit. Yes. And, yes. and my light, I had the same thing with lights. I mean... Like I, <laughs> my husband woke me up one night and he, and he's pointing up. He's like the lights on <laughs> right yeah. in our bed. And then I walked out, I went, I got up to, um, to use the bathroom in the middle of the night. And I see my dining room light is on. I mean, so I had a, um, yeah, I had well. a, I had a reading with a medium and, yeah. um, and this was very healing because it was him and it was his personality. Yeah. And I asked, are you, are you the one messing with my lights? And he laughed and yeah. said that and so much more. <laughs> but, um, but he also commented on something that uh, like an incident that happened with my husband and and, and myself. And um, yeah. it had just happened, just happened. Yeah. And, and he said, I yeah. really like your husband. <laughs> so um, it was well, very healing. I, it I, was. I would...
1: And I would imagine in your case, you know, Keith is probably a bit of a, a troubled soul and still probably trying to make some amends and stuff. So, yeah. you know, who who knows? You know, who knows? But the the bottom line is it, it's all about healing, and it's all about getting very, very comfortable in our skin and getting very, very comfortable with letting go. And And when we get there, that's real freedom. So what are the first
0: steps that we take in order to be able to um get into this perfect creation frequency. What is the first thing we do
1: Dream dream and 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 go inside and say, what do I truly desire not only but okay so so I, you know if i if I like drugs, I might desire a line of cocaine so what what do I truly desire that that serves my higher self what 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 what, what what was it when I was a little child, when we had those dreams and, and we were unstoppable before life beat it out of us? That's where we need to go to. We need to get into, you know, what 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 today, in my today life, what will keep me up late at night, excited to do tomorrow that will make me jump out of bed in the morning? Let's identify those things. And then the other thing is balance. So we've got to break our life into six areas that I talk about in my book and so because we have to have a balanced life right I mean I could have you know I could create all this wealth and destroy my health so what, what was the purpose right or I could just create you know these great relationships but not be able to keep a roof over their head so we have to have balance we have to have balance in the area of money and relationships and health and all these things right and then we just need to create then we go into each of those areas six areas that I identify and say okay what would, what would just really excite me and turn me on in this area of my life? And health, for example. Or if I have a health concern, I'll write an intention where I'm healthy. And then I record it. You know, we have a, we have a, I created an app. I spent a lot of money. This app is free and it's a tape recorder and it's embedded with state of brainwave music and the directions on how to put a relaxation script, put into a self and record your intentions and listen every morning, every, every night. Two things happen. One, I told you we're 50 trillion living conscious cells. So they're hearing that they're hearing that, you know, I want, I want healthy bloodstream, or I want to be virus free, or I want you know uh, normal prostate or normal breast, and you know, and I want to create this health. And so, not only is my the cells hearing this, and my subconscious, and this energy in my body is hearing this and wants that for me. Okay, everything in the universe is here to serve us, not hurt us. But more importantly, when I listen. That sound, that vibration, that frequency, that energy is going out beyond me. How far does it go? Who knows? But then all of a sudden the right people start to show up or the right idea comes back to me or the right doctor shows up to create these things in my life. You know, the Bible says, now whether it's accurate or not, I don't know. But what it says in the very beginning is God spoke this world into existence. He said, let, he said, the key word is he said, he spoke, let there be light. And there was light, and it was good. So, so the, And Tesla said, if you want to understand the universe, you have to understand vibration, energy, and frequency, right? So, so when, I'm, when I'm listening to this, I'm, I'm one, I'm getting very focused and intention, and so are the 50 trillion cells. But more importantly, that energy is going out, and who knows who's going to show up. And, and I just think that's a powerful way to live. If nothing else, you're going to be on point most of the time. How
0: do we connect? What, what's the name of the app?
1: So it's creation frequency. So um, I think we've had like 30,000, 40,000 downloads on Google Play and, and Apple. Okay. Um, we creation had a little problem frequency. in the Apple. Yeah. So that we had a little problem with the Apple. We've since fixed it because Apple will go in there in the middle of the night and erase your intentions. But the people that do this work, I, have, I can't tell you how many emails, people that do this work and are just love this app and love this technology. Sounds great. And by the way, let me do this for your listeners right now. If anybody would okay. like the, so I also besides the book, I I don't own the book, so I can't give it to you. But I did create a, a six six uh, hour course uh, called the Creation Frequency Online Course. So if you go to the CreationFrequency dot com and uh, buy the course, and you put in um, promo code MM M gift. Uh, all caps. You can get the course for free. So I'd like your listeners to get that. I think right now it's been really important that people understand this. That people that want to grow, I want to give them the opportunity to do this. It's free. The app's free. The course is free, and the book is only like ten bucks. I think. Mean. So, so
0: you said MM Gift.
1: MM Gift promo code MM Gift, and okay. if you have any problems, just email. You can email me Mike at Mike Murphyonfilter dot com, and uh, we'll work it out for you. Okay,
0: that's great. Okay. Um, I think we have to be, and, I, and I'm sure that, um, I, I think we can use Margot as an example of this. I yeah. think that certain things um, are n- not necessarily meant to be, but sort of planned out for us. Yeah. And yeah. We, can yeah. want, we can want the healing. We can think positive thoughts. But sometimes yeah. there's another yeah. agenda. So
1: yeah.
0: how do you relate... Your philosophy on, um, you know, healing yourself through this to Margo's experience.
1: Yeah, a couple of things. One, you know, I I started this work in 1982, and by the time I met Margo, I'd already become wildly successful. I was wealthy, I was healthy. I had a great family, great everything, and, and and kind of gotten away. I I taught my salespeople this technology, but kind of gotten away from using my in my life. You know, Tony Robbins says, you know. When we're successful, we party, and when we're not, we ponder, you know. And so the problem with um, me and Margaret, we started. I started pondering too deep into her illness. Um, you know, at first, I, I mean, imagine this. I was only 44 at the time. She was 29, stage 3 mm-hmm. breast cancer. We, didn't have, we were so far over our skis, we didn't have a clue what was going on. We were super happy that we got to work with a head of oncology at a major hospital, not knowing that, you know, there was probably a better route to go for us. But regardless – you know it it was about six, seven years into this battle this would turn out to be a nine year battle where we started incorporating you know other kind of healing modalities it, at first, it was like hey let's just trust the doctors right and little did we know that you know they don't take a lot of courses in nutrition and and other things there's there's other there's other alternative healing. Uh, things out there that that can support whatever's going on, and 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 not only in the physical, but in the mo- mental and emotional. Now we get into the creation frequency. So, um, so so today, can can people listen? Th- there's a guy in the world today, Doctor Joe Dispenza, who's taking my little, you know, little little work. has expanded it. It's amazing what he's doing. He's and through meditation. So he's really opened my mind up to a lot more meditation and the ability to get into the field of infinite possibilities where, where instantaneous healings can take place. But that takes work too, you know. And so these are things that I'm looking at in my own life right now, how to go deeper, especially as I get older and get, you know, some ailments, you know, how can I really create total optimum health for myself using... The mind and using the creation frequency. So, so this is something that's you know I'm just embracing in a deeper way myself right now.
0: Right. And and Marga was very positive throughout this whole thing. But this was, oh you, I mean, do you believe this was just her
1: no, destiny? This no, was. I, 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 here, here's here's what I believe. And and there's a scene in the book where I say, you know, I told her early on we'd only been dating three or four months. Our, our love was so intense. You know, Plato, Plato talks about twin flames so <clears throat> we're one soul cut in half, and we spend many lifetimes looking for the other half. And I really believe that's what our, our situation mm-hmm. was. But there was early on, three or four months into this, I'm just holding her one afternoon, fully clothed, non-sexual, just holding her. And, and all of a sudden, I dissolved into vibrational energy. And it, it was so profound and went on for like 10 minutes. I mean, I wasn't my body anymore. I was just – and neither was hers. We were just one field of infinite possibilities there was no separation zero nada and it was so profound for me I didn't even say nothing to her for like three or four years and then I asked her did you you know the other day blah 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 this is what I was feeling did you, she goes I didn't feel any," because now I know that that was meant for me and so but in that moment I told her that I love you so much that I would die for you I would give my life for you. that was early on in this relationship little did I know that she would give her life for me. And that's what I think has happened here. And I think there, in her illness, I think there was a lot of emotional trauma, um, sexual trauma, um, uh, more emotional, you know, love kind of trauma. She was so desperate for love that I feel that her, her illness was connected to emotional. And that's why, that's why I brought up some things in the book where we're rather sensitive. It, sometimes our emotional well-being can affect our physical health Uh, More so than even a physical toxin right so so there is that power the emotional and the mental can cause physical destruction in our body and I wanted people to get that Um, So so I believe that it was all I believe everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. She's in a ten times better place uh, As far as the spiritual and the soul level. I know that I came out better Her husband came out better. My my ex-wife came out better. So in hindsight, having hindsight now, being able to look back, I can see how everything worked together to bring this amazing uh, healing experience for all of her. And the one I envy the most is her, frankly.
0: (laughs) I understand. Oh, my gosh, do I understand. Um, (laughs) Yeah, my sister died um, back in May. And um, I've been told that She's here to help heal me. Um, yeah. That she's part of my, you know, my my group of um, guides and everything that she's helped to heal me. And and actually, and I was also told that a lot of times this happens that where somebody very close to us will die to allow us
1: to yep. move forward.
0: Yes. And um, is she
1: older, or was she older or younger? Ram?
0: Yes, she was older. And um, yeah, okay. she yeah. she she died of she died of Lou Gehrig's disease. It was a very oh boy horrible oh, death, brutal. horrible death. Yeah. But um, but you know it it just and and it was a a difficult relationship that I had with her in the yeah. end. So um, you know, but but similar a very similar feeling here is that you know yeah. she's there, she's in a good place, and she can guide me.
1: Oh, and I really yes. like that.
0: Yeah, I really yes. like that.
1: Amen. Amen. So, well, you yeah. know the struggle that she went through, so imagine the freedom that she now has, you know? Oh, and, and, my gosh. And, <laughs> yeah,
2: so.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, all she moment. was all she was a was consciousness in the end. I mean, that was it. There was yeah, nothing it, else. It, exactly. it, was just the, it was just the consciousness. So, yeah. yeah, it's a pretty pretty hard way to go. Mike we're almost uh, shows almost over so what do you want to tell us anything else you want to tell us
1: well yes just stay stay diligent you know um, please um, ask good questions and go go, live try to live in your heart try to trust your God try to stay out of the insane asylum of the mind except when you use it for a tool to create a plan to create what you truly desire from the heart and you know, if, if you want to take the course, I encourage you to take that. I promise you, you'll, you, you'll get something of value out of it. It's free, so it can't be, can't be too uh, bad. And, um, and more importantly, love. Love yourself first. Forgive mm. yourself and, and then offer a hand to someone else.
0: Oh, wow. You put that together so perfectly. There's nothing more to say, you know. That was, that's a great way to end the show so uh, all it's been so much such a pleasure having you here um, on the show and um, I'm really glad we were able to talk about all these things Um, yeah I think we have we're very similar in our in the way that we think yeah Yeah. so so uh, I thank you so much for being here with me today
1: super nice connecting with you and I thank you
0: all right we'll have a wonderful day and actually the holidays are coming so Have wonderful holidays. I hope it's a good time for you. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com. And be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.
1: No purchase necessary. boy were prohibited by law. 18+ terms and condition apply. See website for details.